Brainstorm, the podcast exploring how our minds work, how work affects us, and how we can best deal with it. We are Aidan Camis and Damiano Tescaro, explorers of the office jungle and mental health aficionados. Buckle up, because ideas are about to get wild. So, Aidan, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today we're going to go on a massive tangent-filled adventure through the wonderful world of <laughs> habits, accountability, and setting goals. Say no more. No, actually, say more. Please do say more. <laughs> say more. I mean, we're going to talk about so much stuff around uh, how to plan the environment around you, making habits easy. You, the last thing you want to do is force yourself or beat yourself up into doing habits. We want to make habits and these things as easy as possible and as enjoyable as possible so hopefully within this slightly longer episode you'll pick up some practical tips that'll help you do the stuff you want to do sounds like a plan and off we go let's go hello aiden hello damiano how are you today very good very good and welcome back it feels like just a couple of days ago we were doing the previous episode which is kind of true to be be honest it's quite nice i could happily do this every week with you if it wasn't for i'm delighted because there were actually a few people that reached out and they were asking if we were going to do like a december episode of brainstorm the answer is yes we do and we're very happy to hear from people that are listening to the episode so thank you Absolutely, yeah. It's it's really great to be able to put one out. But before the end of the year, this is episode numero. See again, I'm I'm going straight back into Welsh speaking. We were just <laughs> chatting before about languages, and I was going to go episode pimp. We're we're gonna have like a special episode in Welsh, of course, at a certain point, and one in Italian maybe, and then we will make everybody happy. Yeah, I feel like the quality of the Italian one might be slightly better than my <laughs> Welsh, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> But, you know, I think this episode, uh, I love the fact that, of course, we, you know, we, we don't have any secrets for our listeners. We didn't decide this topic at all, but we found the perfect topic to talk about right before the New Year's, right? That we did. It's, it's sorry, just taking a drink of water there. Very professional. Uh, it's a personal favorite of mine is to chat about habits. Habits, habits and accountability and all the fun things that surround that topic. That's just part of the reason why I mentioned about uh, learning Welsh there, because uh, that that is a, a habit, one that people tend Sneak to say, peak. yeah, around this time of year, it's like New Year's resolution, I'm going to stop eating chocolate, I'm going to become fluent in French, I'm going to go to the gym 20 Every... times a week. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> non-stop, always in the gym, and then yeah. two weeks and... in, it's gone. Yeah, and no, you won't probably. <laughs> no. Is is there but, ever a is there ever a New Year's resolution that you've done that you've actually managed to stick to? I have to be honest with you. I don't believe in New Year's resolution. Hence, I've never ever done one. Mm. I I'm very resistant, and I, I like to say I like to brag in saying that you know I I've been saved by the New Year's resolution. I I just don't think it's uh, it doesn't stick. You know, I, I think it's such a weak link in my brain to mm. habit. And I know that as a creature of habit, I do love my habits, but I also know that it's very hard for me to build new ones. So I'm very curious to hear what you have to say today about habits, because I feel I need some help as well. I I feel like I, I mean, it's, it's something that I love talking about, but it's something that I can definitely get better at. I mean, there's, there's always going to be ways to improve on this. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I have never failed a new year's resolution 
because I have never, <laughs> never tried. <laughs> yeah, or we I are feel honest, like that, right? We are honest. Yeah, exactly, and and that's okay. It's part part of the problem is isn't the time of year that you're setting it. A lot of the time, it's to do with how we're doing it. Because if yes. the, the way that our brains work, if you do have a goal like I'm going to go to the gym every single day for an entire year that's a big goal that requires a lot of discipline that requires a lot of willpower and simply put our brains are not great at that our brains are not designed to be powered purely by discipline or willpower you know it can help us along the way if it's like you know a very cold morning and it's it's six o'clock and it's still dark outside and you're in wales and it's gray and rainy you don't want to go to the gym of course you don't no, why I mean, would you? Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> you don't want to do it just one day. I don't yeah. want to do that for an entire year. So we kind of have to use a different technique to do this. And a lot of the time, habits and actually properly saying habits are some of the best ways to do this, uh, as well as this actually having a driving reason behind doing this. So rather than having an arbitrary kind of, I want to go to the gym four times a week. That doesn't mean anything. That's not something where when right. it's cold, you're going to be like, yay, I want to do this. But if you have a higher reason behind it, like I want to have rippling muscles for that beach board, <laughs> or I want to I want to improve my PB, or I want to be able to run, or I want to be able to climb a mountain with some friends on a trip I'm going on in two years' time. Those are all reasons that can actually help you to, in the moment, go, why am I doing this? I'm doing it for this reason, not just because I arbitrarily, when hung decided. over on January 1st, decided. Exactly. Aidan, I have to ask, what is the PB? PB, this is a, a personal best. So if you're running Ooh, or lifting weights, something where you're you're actually going, oh, no, I, I want to meet this specific goal by this time. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Is the distinction between having kind of a generic, you know, the usual, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a diet whatever right and it doesn't really mm. have almost a metric you you cannot yes. really quantify what does it mean to be on a diet or going to the gym more often it's not something where you can really quantify versus putting yourself a goal ahead right so having a post that you're kind of looking at and a mm. result that you're trying to achieve is this kind of the first distinguo that you were talking about uh, absolutely i think if there are if there are two you know high level things to take away those are the two ways that you can immediately make your resolutions better because like right. like you said you can actually answer the yes no question did i achieve my resolution do i day by day can i say if i've achieved it or not i think that can nicely swing into one of the things we do which is we set too high short-term targets i don't know if that's right. the right way of wording it but oftentimes we'll do something like i want to go to the gym for 30 minutes three times a week for an entire year like that that's better than just saying i'm going to go to the gym and get really strong like, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. what does it sure, mean right sure yeah, you yeah. are i'll i'll see you after <laughs> and i can say this because i've done this i bought uh, an entire year's gym membership and i used it once great was, <laughs> yeah and then i just felt guilty for the rest of the year after of that course, right because it backfires then on you and you're like not only you're not going but you're also you know that you lost money <laughs> yeah and then it. you're just beating yourself up about it which obviously doesn't make you go to the gym more often that's such a good point actually because it backfires also motivation wise 
bloody hell. But so if if we first of all we like debunking the New Year's resolution big time, how can people build habits that are realistic on one side and that they can stick to? How do you approach this? So this is something that I have is like I said before, it's something I'm really interested in, but also I'm naturally really, really bad at because I don't like doing things that other people tell me to. I don't like doing things that past version of me told me to. And I don't like doing things that are difficult. Because again, getting out of bed at seven to go to the gym, I want to lie in instead, or I want to sit and watch TV before starting work. This is all sounding so relatable. I cannot start to express how relatable this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. So many people chat and say like, oh, yeah, you need discipline, willpower, you need to hustle. That's that's not how our brains work. What what you need to do is, and there's there's many different parts of this, but they they all individually help, but all put together can help you to absolutely stick to these habits. And it doesn't require beating yourself up. It doesn't require all this horrible hustle porn discipline blah blah, blah. Right. no one's going to do that i don't want to do that i wouldn't tell people to do that but there are little things we can do one of them is make your target small which at first your brain kind of fights so if i said something like oh your my goal is say say i want to do yoga more i want to mm-hmm. do yoga every single day I've got an app where I can just click one button and it goes onto the TV and I've already got my yoga mat laid out. So those are things I'll chat about in a sec. But if I have to do 20 minutes every single day, that's difficult. You know, sometimes I'm going to have days where I wake up late or I'm too busy or my knee hurts. And of course, yeah, I, you know, you're, you're not going to do it that day. And our brain, as soon as we don't do it, we go, oh, well, oh, I didn't it's do it yesterday. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's over. We, yeah, habit habit chains are really powerful. So a way to kind of combat that is make it as easy as possible. So I used to do a thing where I would, I wanted to do push-ups every single day. And, you know, I was building up towards doing 50 push-ups every single day, which right now, don't just off the bat try and do 50 every day. But I said to myself, I can do one push-up every day. I can do that. Even if it's at the very end of the day, just before bed, you know, if I didn't have time, I'm not going to at the end. Only yeah. one absolutely and count that as a success because so often we'll find that when we do that one those five or ten is what i built up to is just just doing ten is a measure of success no matter how tired hungry ill sick i'm feeling i can do 10 push-ups and then it starts to become a habit and a habit i think the the data there's conflicting data but roughly between 20 and 66 days of doing something every single day is how long it takes to form a habit where you don't have to consciously right. think about it and it happens automatically. 66 days of an hour workout in the morning isn't going to happen. But 66 days of just doing one yoga pose or meditating for two minutes is doable. And rather than immediately going into this beating yourself up mode, you're like, well, I did I did a little bit. And then all of a sudden you get comfortable with that. And getting comfortable isn't a bad thing actually getting right. comfortable with it and being like oh i can do these 30 seconds oh that was quite nice it all of a sudden takes away this big scary terrible thing and makes it more realistic you know that this last thing you said just kind of clicked like it connected to wires in my brain actually that i never considered because i was just about to ask you 
if you say, well, you know, do just one push-up, and my brain instantly mm. goes like, one push-up. <laughs> what kind of a weakling does one push-up? But that's for losers. My my subconscious tends to trivialize this and say like, well, one push-up is useless. There's no point in doing it. One push-up is going to help you, so why doing it in the first place? And then you said this incredible thing about becoming comfortable. And this made me think that ultimately habits, this is something that you know I, I tend to use more when I talk about marketing, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, the foreground and the background attention. When something goes into our background attention and it becomes comfortable, like driving, right? You just know mm. how to drive. You don't really think how to drive. But this frees up attention for other things. So mm. it actually becomes more of a habit, like you said. And because it becomes effortless, the brain doesn't perceive it as a chore or something that is painful and bothersome. So this actually short circuits the inner voice. This is genius, man. I love this. Yep. I'm going to clap for this. <laughs> That's so cool. And ladies and gentlemen, we didn't prepare for this. I'm, I'm honest to God. Like this, I'm genuinely surprised and delighted, to be honest. Aidan, thank you so much. This is already worth like the whole episode for me. It's like <laughs> fantastic takeaway. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's so cool. But please tell us more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what you're saying now about driving on autopilot is something I always find funny. I, I notice I do it occasionally. I'm, I'm driving. I don't drive as much now as I used to. But when I did, I'd, I'd find myself at times just going like, I am driving down the road. I am going at 70 miles an hour or whatever that is in kilometers an hour. My hands are on the steering wheel. My feet are doing stuff. I have been thinking about <laughs> Pokemon for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> I am driving a heavy vehicle. I, I think this is a John Mulaney sketch. It's, yeah. But yeah, your, your brain does just go into autopilot. and Definitely. Going back to what you're saying about one push of a day, like, yeah, my brain does the same. It's like, oh, what's the point in doing this? But then you flip it over and go, well, what's better, doing 100 push-ups for one day or doing five push-ups for 100 days? That second option is going to do a lot more over time, not just with the habit itself, but actually building up your muscles, building up your mental approach to that. And when you do get to that point, you're like, oh, is there any point in me doing just one push-up? Sounds stupid, but one push-up is more than zero push-ups. Yeah, that, that, that is a very good point, I think. When you have this voice, right, this inner voice that tells you, one push-ups, whatever. <laughs> what is the best approach that you found to quiet that voice down? Is it replying to that voice? Is it waiting a month and then seeing the results? What, what makes that voice become weaker and weaker over time? So, so there's, there's an excellent book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, which I, you know, I've, I've been a big fan of habits. Which is sadly not sponsoring this episode of the podcast no, yet. Not, but. not yet, um, but I will, <laughs> I'll definitely drop them a message. And their book, Atomic Habits, I read a couple of months ago. And a lot of that was really great at kind of giving an explicit framework to a lot of this stuff and four of the areas that that he talks about are these kind of almost scales from one side to the other and overall that's from habits being difficult to Mm -hmm. habits being effortless right and the four things he talks about are the obvious to invisible scale attractive to unattractive easy to hard and satisfying to unsatisfying Mm. so Okay. okay Some of those things like making it obvious, I'll start with. So I chatted a bit about me and my yoga. I have my yoga mat already laid out on the floor in the lounge. 
it's pretty obvious when i walk in into the kitchen to get a bit of food in the morning i'm literally walking on the yoga mat (laughs) it's difficult to ignore it when it's there it's easy i don't have to go oh well now i need to unroll this yoga mat i need to lay it out i need to turn i need to find this specific youtube channel i've made it so that on my phone an alarm goes off at a specific time which opens up an app i then click one button which shares it onto my tv screen and the yoga mat's already there and i've got a specific time of day making it attractive as well so again i'm going well i actually have a reason for doing it i know that i spend a lot of time sitting at my desk i've always had a bad back my entire life and i know that yoga helps with this Focusing on those things and setting up the environment beforehand kind of helps to stop you ever get to that point where the inner voice is like, oh, well, you're a failure because you haven't done this, you haven't done this, you're right. You're making right. it as easy as possible. You don't want to beat yourself up into doing it. You want it just to be there. You want it to be natural. You want to send yourself notifications and reminders on your phone. You want to have a higher reason for actually doing this. I have now a very practical example, and mm-hmm. um, I would like to think with you why this is failing at the moment. Mm. So I started to meditate using an app called mm-hmm. The Waking Up. App with Sam Harris? With Sam uh, Harris, which is yeah. a gentleman that I truly, truly admire for his work on meditation. And so I said, okay, I did the 30 days introductory course. Mm-hmm. The habit didn't stick, though. Like, it didn't, I didn't build the habit. And so I put myself a notification on my phone that as soon as I wake up, I have a first notification to meditate. And then I have a second one to read right after that. So mm-hmm. the, the whole idea is that, you know, before starting to work in the morning, I should have this at least 20 minutes of a bit of meditation, a bit of reading. Sounds idyllic, yeah. I have literally... <laughs> never once done this and the mm-hmm. alarm still goes off on my phone and every single day very diligently i dismiss them now what do you think <laughs> is the main problem behind this is one of these aspects maybe that i'm not fine-tuning this enough or is just the methodology that i'm using that i'm breaking everything well i although i'm chatting a lot about some great theory behind habits and there are there are some habits that I've stuck to, like I've religiously written in my journal every single day for two years now. But I too have an alarm that goes off at 8.30, which says open up waking up app and meditate. And how many times have I clicked on that notification and actually Drum done roll. it? Drum roll. <laughs> Twice, three times maybe. There you go. But the reason why I really wanted to chat about this today was because for the past two weeks, I've recently gone back to this book and chatted uh, with with an external uh, coach about how I can do this differently. And it has, I, right. <clears throat> excuse me, went back and I've now gone, rather than success being, did I do the 10 minute thing on the waking up app? Did I meditate for one minute? And over this past week, I have done at least one minute every single day. And then the day after I did two minutes. And then last night I did five minutes. And then the amount of times I'll do it for a minute and then go, I'm already sitting down. You know, I managed to survive for one minute. I didn't have any emergencies go on. Okay, maybe I'll I'll open up today's thing and for 10 minutes. Our brain just builds up this kind of this is terrible, you can't do this. No, I crave the nice flashy notifications from social media. Yeah. It it's very much a lot of these habits, habits that we do, then they're not instantly gratifying. There's a flip side of habits which are bad habits. 
So for me, I've got a lot, which is, oh, I'm, I'm going to wake up. You know, I too have this ideal morning routine where I wake up, I do yoga, I meditate, I have a cold shower, I wake up, I set my intentions for the day. What happens most days? I wake up, I walk into the lounge, I snooze the alarm, I go back to bed for 10 minutes, I repeat that three or four times, I get up, <laughs> I just check my phone for five minutes. Quote unquote. Yeah, an hour and a half later, I'm sitting in the bath on my phone, still scrolling through Instagram going, ha, huh, I've got a meeting in 10 minutes time. And I'm still in the shower. <laughs> and that happens because oh, yeah. negative habits are a thing too. So a lot of the stuff we're saying around making, when I chatted about those um, sliding scales from obvious, invisible, attractive, unattractive, for negative habits, you want to flip them over. So if there, if you notice right. you get distracted by Pokemon Go, turn the notifications off for that. That's making that invisible. Hide it behind, I've, on my phone, I've got like a focus mode thing, which is on from eight until five o'clock. So those notifications of messages from friends, they'll show up outside of work hours. But during work hours, I have to go on, I have to click this, I have to put this code in. Those extra barriers make it more difficult and I'm less likely to just open up and immediately click. So kind of flipping that for negative habits, again, gives you more space to focus on those good ones. That is super interesting. You were touching briefly before on the uh, personal coach. And if you want to share, I think it would be something super interesting to to hear a bit more about, like, how did you come to the idea of hiring a coach? How is this mm. working out for you, I guess? Would you recommend it to people? Yeah, so the big part that I think really helps with habits and goal setting and tasks is accountability. Mm -hmm. So when I was in, in my old house with my old housemates, waking up in the morning and it's cold and I don't want to go outside, knowing that I'd agreed the night before that I was going to go to the gym at eight in the morning with my two housemates. And then we'd all kind of be like, oh, well, we don't want to let the other person down. So that would actually work. I would get up and do that. Right now, I'm working with a personal trainer who, again, that's that's removed some of the barrier to entry when at the gym for me, which was the imposter syndrome of, oh, everyone else here is really muscly and scary and they know what they're doing and they're all going to be looking at me and judging me. In reality, that doesn't happen. Mm. No one's looking at you because they're too busy thinking what other people are judging them like. Um, <laughs> For exactly. Yeah. And then when I go, it's like, oh, well, I don't know what exercises to do. Oh, well, what time do I go? Having a coach to work with who's saying, we'll go on this days, we'll do these exercises, makes it a lot easier. And again, I, I went to the gym this morning. I'm very glad that you can't smell through podcasts because I've been on back-to-back <laughs> -back calls since coming back from the gym. It means that it's working. Yeah, exactly. It means that well, I went this morning. I was five minutes late because Taylor Swift released a new album last night and I was so listening to that. So hers not to account for I your gym schedule. Yeah, it's very, yeah. So I was busy having a little cry to that. Um, but the important thing is I still went, even if I was a bit late, very good. I went. My life coach is a, one of my close friends. It's her mum who's recently got into life coaching. Even for like non-charging things, just having a group of people to be accountable with. So some of the other people in um, the UKI team with me, uh, some of the grads, we, I created a a group on telegram called what did i call that hashtag goals or something like that mm -hmm. and at the beginning of every week we'd put in what our intentions for the week are and then at the end on a friday we'd like do checklist style what did we achieve not achieve and just having that level of 
accountability, knowing that other people, you've said to them what you're going to do, and you're regularly going to check and see how much did you achieve. And, you know, we're not going to judge each other and go, oh, you failed at that. It's okay. Why didn't you get that done? Or what feelings are stopping you from doing that? And right. most of the time, it's not actually the case of the external accountability itself, although that is really powerful. It's actually just giving you space to talk, think, and express these things in a different way like when it's just up in your head you're like oh i need to go to the gym three times i will have forgotten that seven seconds after having that thought but the process of writing it down the process of speaking it to someone else it's a thing then all of a sudden it's a thing in the world and it's really great to have that person just to bounce ideas off of is really powerful and so you find that the life coach in this case is more of a, an official accountability buddy or are there also like different strategies that she uses with you? Is this something that a friend could do or do you suggest for people that maybe struggle a little bit with this, go with a professional life coach because they can actually do so much more? So you're right in that life coaches do so much more. Like this isn't just someone that I go, oh, these are my goals for the week. These are the things I'm sticking to. Like we chat about all sorts. It's it's great. Like this is the kind of stuff that I love chatting about anyway. Combine that with the narcissistic, oh, I get to talk about strategies for working better and I get to talk about me. Those are my favorite <laughs> subjects. It's um, the perfect, you know, yeah, <laughs> some um, of my interests. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I very much enjoy the metacognitive side of talking. But for accountability, um, like I was saying, I've I've had that group with my peers for over a year now and we've stuck to it nearly every single week that is remarkable um, mm, wow even, you know, even if it doesn't work all the time i think this year especially an important thing is just recognizing when good enough is good enough like b plus achieving 60 percent of your goals it's similar you don't need to be doing 3,000 push-ups a week if you're doing three a day for a long period of time that's actually sustainable that's going to get you the better results in the long term um but yeah it's definitely an interesting thing to chat about life coaching for sure Awesome. Um, yeah, found it really powerful. This is super interesting. And uh, I mean, I think we might come back maybe in a couple of episodes just to check in on how this is going, of course, because I think most people would be interested in that, right? And maybe there is a bit of resistance regarding, he may feel a bit like, yeah, I, I would never ask my friends for that because it's so bothersome or whatever. But I think it's interesting, again, to see in the long run, you know, the drip effect, a drop after drop after drop. Mm. It builds up, as you said. There was one thing also that you were mentioning before that I think you talked about um, habit pairing. Yes, habit pairing is is one that I really like, which is the idea when you link two things together. So mm-hmm. you can do this for habits that you may not enjoy, um, but you can also do this where pairing a good thing with something that you find difficult. So for example... I stopped drinking coffee because caffeine and me disagree now. Um, But when I used to make coffee in the morning, if it takes like, you know, I prep it all and I've got my housemate's fancy V60 dripper or whatever, and it takes five minutes for it to drip through and pour. Yeah. So I know that I have those five minutes every single morning. Why not pair that time with something like doing push-ups? Because I know that every single day I will have those five minutes and I know that I can do 10, 15, 20 push-ups in those five Mm. minutes. 
because realistically, uh, what else am I going to be doing in those five minutes? Probably scrolling, <laughs> you know, scrolling through bad memes again. So it's like a sandwich almost technique where you 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 squeeze a, a relatively less enjoyable habit into a, a nicer habit. Yeah, like a, abs- an ice cream biscuit with some mildly, maybe not your favorite flavor in the middle. Yeah, uh, yeah, ice cream sandwich with a bit of. I don't know, cucumber? Yeah. That sounds like a good work. Okay, onion. Okay, ice cream and (laughs) onion sandwich. Probably not. Yeah, it's one of the things, maybe, you know, you can get used to it, I suppose. But you think of the coffee, I I love that because, you know, my brain keeps telling me, huh, this will never work in in our case because we are so special and so different than everybody Mm -hmm. else. So, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I remember that when you were mentioning the, the habit pairing in particular and the coffee example specifically, it kind of reminded me that, for example, video games, I Mm. think I would have a very good window of opportunity with video games because, you know, we have loading screens every left and right. And Mm. sometimes loading screens can take, you know, a couple of minutes. And as you said, if one push-up or five push-ups is all it takes to build that habit, that could actually be a very good time to just kind of squeeze them in. That is a very, very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Little things like, I don't know, every time you, you lose a life in game do a push-up something oh. like that i mean when, when you're saying about loading screens part of me's like oh well i've now got this 3600 hertz uh, megahertz ram and an nvme ssd so i i don't know what loading screens are that that's been my that's been my lockdown obsession is let's make the computer shiny new Faster. again yes but but yeah the core idea there is spot on just find something that you already do or like, like we're saying other things so like for me i do the at least one minute of yoga and then i usually end the yoga with a pose which is basically lying flat on my back and then i mm-hmm. go well now i'll just start the meditation because since i'm here yeah that opportunity is there it's more difficult for me to get up make food and then go back to meditate so i think well i'm already lying on the ground i may as well just do two minutes of meditation now now there are a ton of things that of course we need to try well we i mean myself and all the listeners the million listeners of the brainstorm podcast one thing one thing for sure that i also wanted to talk about that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> i want more than one thing but that's okay. <laughs> i keep saying this and there is one more thing and, and another, thing. another thing i think you you were talking about we were talking about cold showers right and mm. I, I was professing my absolute dislike for cold showers there is no way i'm gonna ever gonna enjoy them they are i don't know they make me feel weird but you were giving me a very good example before actually a good technique on how to approach them Mm. so so this is a technique that i've used since i was probably 12 i remember reading an article on it and for whatever reason it just stuck with me because there are going to be times where we do kind of need that little bit of discipline and willpower like you know getting up early in the morning for the gym yeah you might be long term doing it but in the moment it is still difficult so cold showers work for me they they work cold they okay. they wake me up they help my skin and they you know I, I don't spend as long in the cold shower because i'm it's not necessarily an enjoyable experience in the moment yeah yeah one of the i mean one of the benefits afterwards it's great because stepping out of a warm shower is like the world is cold i wish to return <laughs> to my warm thing you yes. step out of a cold shower you're like nirvana everything in the world is warm around me bliss um but but actually stepping under the cold stream is a horrible experience yeah Um, yeah for things like that this technique is very simple it just involves counting down from 10 this builds on something which i want to chat about which is called the chain rule or habit tracking 
every single time you count down from 10, as soon as you hit zero, you do the thing. No questions. No questions. You have Whatever to do it. Whatever it is, you do the thing. And this is a difficult thing to start. But once you start making that thing a habit in its own right, every single time for the past, however, 12, 13 years ago since I started doing it, every time I have counted down from 10, I have done the thing on or before zero. For whatever reason, I don't know how it tricks my brain, but I'm like, well, every single time in the past when I've counted down from 10, I've done the thing and I'm not going to break it now. I have to do it. Yeah, if I do break it, I don't know. I guess everything in my life will crumble around me. But so far, little things like having the shower, big things like having to start a presentation or, I don't know, run an extra 5K, something like that, just having that as like a backup technique that for whatever reason short circuits my brain and says we're going to do the thing now because we spend so much time going oh but what about this what about that oh we 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 have these great arguments in our own head you were saying about the inner voice earlier counting down from 10 all of a sudden removes that thinking time you're like we have to make a decision and uh, we've decided we're gonna do the thing i Um, love that yeah 12 years it's like a lifetime of practice actually for this and it clearly yeah. works i mean you're saying this if you're able to withstand like a cold shower which is one of the worst things humankind has ever invented uh, of <laughs> <course>. i mean <laughs> and, yeah. and how do you like because the, the thing that scares me i guess this is the resistance that most people feel is that you know that mm. as soon as you are under the cold water stream you're gonna feel really uncomfortable and it's gonna be yeah just terrible there is like a very strong negative reinforcement there Mm. how does Mm. this play with your 10 seconds rule do they kind of neutralize each other off do they come one after the other if if you were having a cold shower for the first time i think it would be a different thing but because i've done it for a you know i've had cold showers for quite a few years now i i know that the worst part is the first few seconds and i know that i can survive a few seconds and then when you're actually under there it's not great but you wake up and your body's right. like endorphins dopamine let's go <laughs> um so and, and that's the same as a lot of things like starting meditating starting doing yoga it's that initial act of resistance but then when you do the thing there's a great psychological effect in our brains which i always forget the name of which is similar to the chain rule where once you start doing something your brain then doesn't want to stop doing it it's always that resistance to starting that is the strongest. So if there's like a, if there's an email that I have to send and I don't want to send it or it's going to be difficult, just opening it up and writing someone's name in the to column and then writing dear person's name and then writing love from Aiden or uh, your sincerely Aiden. Um, the amount of times I've put love from in a professional emails is uh, too many times for some people's taste. But Less it's frequent. Great. Yeah. But the important thing is you're, you're putting the things that you know you need to put in there anyway. And when you're doing that, your brain kind of automatically goes, oh, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about that. And if you've cleared out all these other distractions, then you actually tend to follow up with that. There's a thing called habit tracking. Okay. Which is, uh, there's one thing on on my phone, which I love, which is a habit bulb. I think they changed the name of the app to habit tracker. And it's a very simple layout where you have a weekly view, monthly view, whatever, with dots. And all you need to do is click on a dot and that's a day. So for me, I've got meditation, yoga, duolingo, writing in my diary, setting intentions. Every day that I do one of those, I click on the dot and it fills it in. 
and I can see the past progress. So I can see that there is like for you know uh, meditation at the moment there is two weeks of consecutive dots, and I'm like, oh, 14 days. That's good. I don't want to break that. And your brain, once you start doing it, really doesn't want to break that. And again, if it was if it was like 11 o'clock at night and I still haven't got the exercise box ticked, I don't want to do a half hour workout, but I want to do one push up. And the important thing is, even if it doesn't feel like you're doing much, you've got to think long term. Like you were saying earlier, the inner voice of this one. is pointless. You may feel like that individual time there is pointless, but do you feel like the habit itself is pointless? No, otherwise you wouldn't have done it. Or if you do feel like the habit or New Year's resolution is pointless, then don't do it. That's okay. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up for changing that rule. And there's another rule. This is one that hasn't worked for me, but is if you do have to skip a day for any reason, and there's always going to be, be a reason, like if you injure your knee or something, don't allow yourself to break more than one day. Some right. people say it's okay to miss one day, but don't miss two days. Because as soon as you miss two days, then it's very difficult to immediately get it back on track. Right. But just missing one day and carrying on, that's okay. You're still regularly doing it. Like I said before, it's between 20 and 66 days to form a habit. Uh, and the final thing, telling people rather than saying, oh yeah, I, I run every day, making it an identity thing, saying I am a runner. Even if you don't feel like you're a runner. I like that. Okay. Even if you don't feel like a meditator, saying to people, I am a meditator, does something weird to your brain in that all of a sudden it becomes an identity trigger and there's lots of research around this from uh, david rock with his scarf model where we don't like things that disagree with our identity and that includes ourselves so if i say i'm a meditator i meditate every day i'm a meditator when i get to the end of the day and i'm like i haven't meditated but your i'm a meditator like, wait a second i am a meditator exactly. how yeah. is it possible yeah and all of a sudden then you start to break away from just these individual things. So like rather than saying, I am going to go to the gym twice a week, saying I am a person who cares about my body or I am a person who wants to improve my body, all of a sudden that opens the door to, well, uh, how much protein intake do I have? How much this? Um, what vegan meal replacements do I need to do? Rather than just focusing on that one tiny habit, it starts to become a big identity change and a positive change in your life. That is wonderful and super powerful. I, I feel like this is an episode where people, I hope they will be taking notes and taking some actions. We do have, as always, a transcript of the whole podcast done by our very, very favorite podcast transcriptor and best friend, uh, Sean Jackson. <laughs> it's going to be on the source, so you're going to find it linked wherever you find this podcast. Mm -hmm. But um, if there is any idea or if anybody starts actually a habit, uh, let us know. I mean, I, I would love to to kind of follow up with this on, in a little bit because I, for myself, I want to try, of course, some of these techniques. And mm. uh, I think it would be nice to, you know, catch up in a few yeah, episodes I, to see how it I goes. Have I have a challenge that links oh, to accountability, which is, do you want to try 30 days of mindfulness? So meditate every day for Mr. 30 days. Mr. Cummings, are you publicly challenging me on the podcast to do this? <laughs> I am publicly challenging you and myself to I love this. stick to that and, and anyone else who's listening to try it out. Or it doesn't have to be meditating for you. Feel free to join us. It'd be wonderful to hear. Yeah. Um, but again, setting that small, like 30 seconds counts as a win 30 I, seconds at least for 30 days 
Do you reckon you could do that? Absolutely. Let's do this. Yeah, there are plenty of YouTube videos or other apps which are which are free, or or just getting like an egg timer or setting a timer on also your phone true. for two minutes. Indeed, indeed. Sounds like a plan. And I have to say that this episode is like I, I feel so much information has been like activated in my brain. I feel so <laughs> grateful for this, Aiden. Thank you so much as always. And Thank um, you. I feel, challenge I feel- is on a hundred percent is yep. on yep. and we hope to hear also from other people if they're taking on the challenge if they're trying something else of course we'd love to keep the conversation going if you want to send an email anything we always love to hear from you so with this Aidan thank you so much as always thank you so much Damiano and thank you to everyone at home it's 2020 has been a weird year it's, I was going to say it's not selfish to be selfish but it, it's okay <laughs> to put yourself first absolutely and we look forward to seeing you back here next year 2021 and remember it's okay not to be okay take care take care everyone bye bye oh we said take care everyone at the same time i love that (laughs) oh spot on (laughs)